Hey, hey, friends, I'm Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity, or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? My guest is Nubia Young. Nubia decided to sell her belongings and set out on a journey to see the world and find herself. So welcome, Nubia, to the Pusher Pivot. I'm really excited to speak with you today. Thank you for having me, Thea. Yeah, so Nubia, before we get started, can you give us a little background on yourself? Yeah, so I am a 43, soon to be 43-year-old, so Black female traveler. Um, I'm a single mother and I am a nomad, a digital nomad, as uh, many call them. I left the United States right before my 40th birthday um, and decided to travel slowly and embarked on this adventure (laughs) that has been amazing ever since and that has pivoted, you know, my life actually Mm -hmm. totally in um, what I do in business, the connections that I've made, the relationships that I've made, and um, the content that I create, you know, as this travel life is transformative for sure. I can imagine. I can, I, I mean, I just imagine. I, I'm curious, what brought you to the decision to even leave the United States? Um, a lot of different factors. I will say that I was at a point in my life, I had my children young, fairly young. Um, I had my daughter right before my 18th birthday, and then I had my son by the time I was 21. So I spent my young adulthood raising children and Mm -hmm. making mistakes and, you know, just being a 20-something year old that still wants to go out but have kids can't go out because, you know, just all Mm -hmm. of that. And I spent my 30s just being a mom, an employee, uh, you know, a girlfriend and, you know, all those things, right, that women are looked at to do in their 30s. You go to school, you know, or you graduate Mm -hmm. and you raise a family and you have a house and, you know, just all of those um, check boxes were checked. I'll just say that. And I lived a comfortable life, but it was an unfulfilling life. Um, I was an employee And I knew I had the skills and the drive and the desire to get ahead, but kept being pushed down for people who were younger and less experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, I was coming into this place where my kids were growing up and they were finding their own wants, likes and dislikes, right? Because as a parent, we have somewhat of a control for as long as we can you know what what they do and all those things but as they get older it's like you know wow they're actually individuals and do I you know do I like this individual (laughs) that they're becoming and just having those headbutts right like um so there was a lot of that and um what else was going on my health you know I was what they would call clinically obese because I'm short but I was thick, right? And it had yeah. nothing to do with my eating habits or anything like that. I ate very well um, and healthy. I have an autoimmune disorder with my thyroid. So my metabolism goes up and down a lot and it, and it 
plays with the weight and um, all of those things. However, it wasn't, and I'm skipping ahead, it wasn't until I moved abroad that I realized that no matter how good you eat in the States, it's not well, it's not good, it's not, the food isn't good. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it's designed to make you sick because I've lived in multiple places around the world and on three different continents and the food is actually fresh. The food mm-hmm. goes bad within, you know, a couple of days mm-hmm. because it's actually fresh. There's no pesticides and those kind of things, right? So yeah. they eat them in the moment where in America, we kind of stockpile, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And things that last a, a lot longer, you know, I'm in Latin America and I don't even buy milk out of a refrigerator. Really? Like, mm-hmm. who puts milk on the shelves, America? I mean, I mean, who puts milk in a refrigerator, America? Like, literally, I've been in so many countries, eggs are not refrigerated. Like, you buy them mm-hmm. on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And I'm just like, but they're supposed to be refrigerated. Then I think about it and I'm like, but it's only America. Like, every other country, <laughs> every other country sells eggs off the shelf why do I feel like they're doing it wrong, but there's only one country who's doing it this way and why are they doing it that way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can even relate to that. I have fam- my family, most of my family from Barbados and I can remember a time um, when my cousins came over and we were having a barbecue and they're like, what is up with these chicken legs? They're so big because, you know, our stuff is all processed differently. Exactly. Like I tell and people, I'm like, there's no such chicken thing. Chicken grows in as, a day. <laughs> I'm like, there's no such thing as jumbo chicken wings. Like, don't eat that mm-hmm. mess. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people, I, when I lived in Thailand, I had guests and we ordered chicken and they were like, they're so small. And I'm like, no, the chickens aren't big. They're <laughs> no, not they're little birds. <laughs> little birds, they really are. And chicken mm-hmm. wings should not be massive size. That's just not what, you know, a true chicken looks like. So mm-hmm. um, I realized that no matter what I was eating and putting into my body, it just wasn't healthy. And um, so I got to a point where I got laid off from my employer and okay. I was fed up. I was over it because I was like, here I am in my late thirties and I'm getting laid off. Like what the hell? Like I'm so, you know, expendable. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had just completed school. I had went back to college at 36 and, mm-hmm. um, I just had a lot going on and I was just like, you know what? I refuse to look for another job. Like I refuse. I'm not doing this game anymore. I'm not, you know, trying to do my resume over and sit in front of somebody's face, trying to, you know, make them see my worth and my value for them to tell me that I'm either not worthy enough of the job or I'm not worthy enough of the income. The pay. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not doing this. So I took the package that my employee, my old employee gave me. And I said, you know what, I'm going to use this and I'm going to travel. And that's what I did. I downsized and became minimalist, which was very hard. I think that was the hardest part of the entire process. Um, People always say, I can't believe you just got up and left. That's not the issue. The issue was getting rid of the things that I had, (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I had accumulated over the years, because to me, they had some kind of value, but in actuality, they didn't, you know, they're just Mm -hmm. materialistic items. But 
that's the American way, right? So it's like, right. you know, I had to sell the car, I had to sell my clothes, I had to sell pretty much everything that I owned. And I gave a lot away. So I decided to be very strategic about it. I just looked up organizations that can utilize, like Address for Success, right? I'd rather yeah. give my clothing to an organization that's helping others be best and be their best selves. So I donated a lot of things to different organizations. I sold some things and I gave other things away to uh, people that I knew would utilize them. And um, I packed two suitcases, bought a one-way ticket, and I went to Thailand. The goal was to go to Thailand for a couple of months and then head off to Vietnam. I thought I was going to live this backpack life, you know, it just seems mm -hmm. so simple watching YouTube videos. Every, you know, these yeah. kids can do it. Why can't I? Uh -huh. I realized very quickly I'm not a backpacker. You know, um, here I was, you know, in my late 30s and thinking I'm just going to like country hop everywhere. And that's not what happened. I ended up falling in love with Thailand and the country, the people, the food and everything. And before I knew it, you know, two years had passed and I had been in Thailand for that amount of time. And during that time, I shed a lot of weight, mental and physical. Um, mm -hmm. I was able to start a podcast myself called Chronicles Abroad. And um, that has been an amazing journey. Um, it's global and it's heard in 93 countries around the world and major publications pick it up. We were just featured in Travel and Leisure Magazine as one of the top 13 podcasts to listen to. Okay. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Just all of these things started, the universe opened up for me. Mm -hmm. And at that point, um, I found community in Thailand of people of color. I uh, developed so many relationships around the world with people that I met virtually, you know, that became mm -hmm. really good resources and support. Um, just everything seemed to just fall into place, but it didn't happen overnight, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it did not happen overnight. I had to go through the the mental work when I got abroad because I realized I was by myself. And it was one of the first times I was by myself ever in life because I went from living in my mother's house to having kids and moving into my first apartment with children and raising mm -hmm. my children, sending my daughter off to college and still having my son. And then I sent my son to go live with dad, his father. And then voila, there I was by myself. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. every parent's dream is like becoming that empty nester again, just to have like a little breathing room. But when you've had people around you and you've been nurturing and supporting and taking care of people your entire life and there's no one around to take care of but yourself, you don't know what the hell to do. You're just like, um, OK, this was fun. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You probably yeah, have like a week of wiling out. <laughs> uh, I bet. <laughs> I, yeah. I totally, yeah. I, I, my kids are a, a younger than yours. They're, um, Owen is nine and Chris is seven. My age. For, oh, such a fun time. They are so fun. Oh my gosh. But, um, I, every once in a while, my parents will take them on vacation and the first week or so that they're gone, like, we don't know what to do with ourselves <laughs> at all. Like, well, we could 
eat at a restaurant without the <laughs> children's menu. <laughs> it's like, it's like, how do you like, it's, it's, I can imagine when you're living by yourself and now the children aren't there, I can imagine how that must feel. Cause a week for me, I'm like, I don't even know what to do myself. So I, I can, I feel like I can kind of relate with what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, guilt sets in, right? Because people mm-hmm. are like, oh, I can't believe you left your kids. And I'm like, wait, but she's 21 and he's 17. I don't understand. They're not mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I didn't leave them at nine and seven. Right. Like, right. Mm-hmm. And even if I did, it's none of no one's business. It's like, you don't know what somebody's makeup is and what their situation is. But yeah. I went through a, a good year worth of um, spiritual and mental um, work. I seen a shaman and had to deal with a lot of what they call black entities that you know surround you. I don't know if people believe in spirits and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times um, we do have darkness that follows us as much as we have light within us. You get what I mean? Um, But tapping into that is a whole different story and not everybody has the ability to tap into it. So I had to learn how to tap into my light um, so that I could illuminate and shine. And once I learned how to tap into my light, oh my gosh, I mean, it was just like limitless at that point. Um, I had to do a lot of work, you know, with dealing with guilt, dealing with um, depression, Mm-hmm. dealing with did I make the right decision dealing with um, language barriers and um, cultural barriers but mm-hmm. even with the cultural barriers I was open to anything because I, I'm in their country I'm a visitor mm-hmm. you know I didn't go with mm-hmm. the, the fact of I'm an American and I should have this and I should have that I learned patience yeah yeah and it sounds like throughout your story about, you know, deciding that you weren't going to work for someone else and have them tell you your value and that you were going to go and travel and do the things that you wanted to do. It's like you kind of like shed fear and had faith in yourself and used like, you know, like the ultimate and like finding yourself and self-love in order to, to make this beautiful life. I definitely had my eat, pray, love moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't understand that um, people think that they're happy, mm-hmm. but a lot of times people don't get the opportunity to understand what happiness looks like, right? Yeah. And um, I had a lot of happy moments, but it wasn't until I moved to Thailand that I actually had found my pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with children. It had nothing to do with a partner. It had nothing to do with a job. It had everything to do with me. Yeah. Right. And that's the problem. I think that a lot of us face and we don't see it as a problem, which is the problem in itself. Right. Is -hmm. that you don't understand that love, light and happiness comes from you, comes from within. It's not the people around you it's not the amount of money you make it's not the tangible items that you can see shiny and oh you know I can I can own that I have that car oh I'm happy no that's Mm -hmm. not what it is happiness is is totally within you and um people and things don't make up happiness so I learned a lot of those things throughout that year and um I started chronicling my journey, right? Doing videos, Mm -hmm. 
some blog posts, writing on my Facebook wall and just taking pictures and things like that. And that's where a life of becoming a content creator came in. Okay. Um, people were just like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe that's Thailand or, oh, you know, because I wasn't vacationing, I was living. So yeah. I'm showing you a different side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm showing you what my house looks like. I'm showing you like, I'm not in a hotel. Like this is not an Airbnb. This is a house. This is, you know what I mean? My yep. living quarters. Mm-hmm. I'm showing you just like different things. And people were just gravitated towards that. So then I had people reaching out to me like, hey, I want to come to Thailand. You know, I love your pictures. And I was doing so much of that, right? Helping people Mm -hmm. like plan their vacations. And I realized this is a business. Yeah. So I created a business doing it. I ended up helping people, well, not helping, but creating, um, curating their travels and having them pay for it. I started um, hosting events in different countries that I lived in. I did retreats and um, that became a viable business where, which led me to becoming the director of a black owned luxury travel company, you know, um, Mm -hmm. because I had built this network for myself of you know, you're going to have a good time on one of Nubia's yeah. trips or, you know, Nubia knows where to go. If you're going to this country, she's there, hit her up. Like that became mm-hmm. a thing, right? Yep. And um, so that became a business. So not only was I doing the podcasting, then I was doing travel. And then most recently I had to pivot in 2020, like most of us had, yeah. um, because travel was my business, right? And we're not traveling, mm-hmm. so... What a devastating time. (laughs) Um, However, it turned out to be one of the most remarkable and amazing six months that I've had. I can't lie. And throughout all the things that are going on, despite despite all of the things that are going on in the world and the Black Lives Matter, um, Mm -hmm. you know, political uprest and just everything that's going on, I have been living in Mexico and within the first six months of 2020, I, you know, have learned so many new skills by utilizing a lot of the free resources that were available to everyone for the most part um, mm-hmm. during this pandemic. I was one of many that took advantage of getting, you know, um, taking classes right? And, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. coming out on top with a certification in marketing mm-hmm. and digital marketing, social media marketing and content creation, or three, mm-hmm. um, sustainable tourism, hospitality management, like the list goes on. I was, yeah. I studied for like <laughs> the first two oh, months. I had so many of those courses on my screen. It was crazy. <laughs> it was such an awesome opportunity. Of course. So why not take advantage? And they're why free. Not? So doing that led me to landing three clients in marketing. Mm -hmm. And um, just because I shared my story, just because I'm like sharing links and I'm just like, hey guys, I just got certified and, you know, blah, 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 you know, check out this class, blah, blah, blah. And sharing that information led to somebody seeing it and going, hey, so you do social media marketing. I am a small business and I've been looking for someone to help do X, Y, and Z. And um, then that led to speaking engagements. 
because mm-hmm. people were like, wow, you really did pivot and you pivoted quickly, right? I had mm-hmm. to. Travel was yeah. my, travel is, not was, travel is my business. And if we're not traveling, how am I making money? How am I living? Mm-hmm. I needed mm-hmm. to become recession proof during a recession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did for myself. I became recession proof during a recession. And then people were like, how did you do it? And can you teach me? And that became now a premise of my new business, you know, coaching and helping people create the realities by being their best selves and utilizing their skills um, that they don't even know that they have. Yeah. And, um, or haven't tapped in to the fact that they have these, you know, amazing abilities to be great, but for whatever reason, they don't see it until it's pointed out to them. And um, so now I'm doing coaching as well. And I say all this to say that, you know, none of this was, I would say, written into my plan. I didn't have like a journal that was like, yeah, by 42, I'm going to be doing this. And this is what I'm Mm going to be doing. Like, no, I allowed myself to pivot with the times to understand and go with the flow of what made sense for me at the time. I have done nothing but do things that make my heart sing. You understand? Like I no longer went back to doing things just because of a paycheck. Um, Mm -hmm. I may get paid a lot less than a lot of people with salaries because Mm -hmm. I am a freelancer, I'm an independent contractor. However, my life is richer than most. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I, you know, just like get this visual of a journey when you're going on a journey, you don't necessarily know where the destination it's going to be, but all those things that come up in your life, all the, all the, the traveling, the moving, like all the things that you've talked about, like brought you to this moment where you're now able to realize that you're, you're working from, from like happiness within and then how to share that with others and how they can do the same. So I think that's just really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Truly. Ah, Nubia, this is such a great conversation. And I think people will get a lot out of this. If you could give someone a single piece of advice, what would it be? you hold your own power right to create your reality it starts with your mindset we can focus on all of the things that we don't have we all have done it and a lot of us continue to do it but it won't be until you focus on the things that you do have that you'll start being prosperous love 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 Thank you so much. How can we find out more about you? What's the name of your podcast and your company? Lay it on us. <laughs> All right. So you can find me at chroniclesabroad.com, which is the podcast. We are also heard on iTunes and Spotify under Chronicles Abroad. Um, you can find me on social media, on Instagram at Nubia. Well, let me give you my personal. It's probably best. A new experience, which is A N U experience. It's like a play off of Nubia. Oh, and then, yes. <laughs> and then uh, business wise at Chronicles underscore abroad. 
beautiful and definitely your website will be in the show notes so everyone can find it and Nubia I just want to thank you again for being on the show today and thank you for sharing with us I appreciate you having me what did you take away from Nubia's story how will you pursue your happiness I'm Thea Charles and I hope you gain insight from this story and that you'll share this podcast with a friend Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Push or Pivot on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast platform. To stay up to date on The Push or Pivot and to join our mailing list, visit us on the web at pusherpivot.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at pusherpivot. Thank you for listening and join me next time on The Push or Pivot Podcast.